Hi, I'm Jen Mall, and welcome to Nurse Connect. I am an RN and a board certified nurse coach. I believe that connecting with others is essential to living a happy and fulfilled life, and that sharing our stories not only helps us to heal ourselves, but also helps others by inspiring hope and optimism. I am so grateful to share stories of these incredible nurses on their journey, and I encourage you to find a way to share yours too. Thanks for listening in. All right. Hey there, I'm Jen Mall, and I've got with me Barb Todd today. Barb, hi. One of my my really, really good friends, and she's been a nursing mentor to me um, since before I was a nurse, so I'm super happy to have you here. Um, Why don't you share with us a little bit about uh, your background in nursing and yeah, sure. So I um, I went to nursing school like immediately after high school. So I started in, I was 17 actually when I started. And it was a hospital-based program in Canada. We lived on the campus of the hospital in dorms. We was very much embedded and I was done at 20 years old. So my friend and I, uh, we worked at the hospital that we had trained at. And then two years, I guess, into it, we sort of had that itch, like we've got to do something different. And Vancouver is literally the most beautiful city in the world, but like we got to go somewhere. So uh, we reached out to a recruiter. You know, some of our friends were doing um, travel assignments. Mm. We knew being that young and that new that we really wanted to go to somewhere where we would have orientation and mm-hmm. kind of create a little bit of a home setting. Mm-hmm. The recruiter was looking for contracts for us. And we ended up going to Modesto, California. <laughs> You go from Vancouver to Modesto. <laughs> it's probably not the prettiest area of California. <laughs> it's a little bit of a like, what? But, oh my God, the hospital was so welcoming and there was tons yeah. of Canadian nurses and it was just so awesome. Just a great transition. And at that point I moved over to critical care and then met my now husband mm-hmm. and we moved to San Jose and I had a great job there. I worked in a critical care unit. That job was so such a great part of my life because that's where I got married. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just one of those, um, my coworkers were amazing. And then we decided to move up to Rockland to get to a smaller, more, you know, community for school kids to mm-hmm. go to school. And they, our children were like two and four at the time. And then I struggled because I just couldn't find the job that mm-hmm. fit all I'd ever had were these amazing kind of fits, everything fit well. Um, and so I actually, actually I did a little weird dialysis time in my life because I, I was looking for something day shift, you know, Yeah. I was only maybe, maybe I did that for about a year and a half, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, I have no idea what I want to do. And a friend of mine worked in a pediatric unit. So I thought, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to go work in this peds unit. And it was, it was very scary to me because it was such not a fit Mm. and I do grad again, which is a scary feeling. Yeah. I, the patient population was very, very sad. Mm -hmm. Very, you know, a lot of patients with children with cancer, children, trauma, children with abuse, trauma. Mm. Um, Oh my God. That I have patients popping into my head as I'm speaking. Wow. It was just, such a challenging working place Mm -hmm. and I commend all nurses who can do pediatrics right you know in the ER we would take care of pediatrics briefly it was a emergency you can do it you're in a zone and then you Mm -hmm. or you transfer them 
but this is this was all the it. time. Yeah. yeah, and we had primary patients, so you had the same patients whenever they would be in the mm -hmm. hospital. And I think I was just so tortured because it's like, why don't I like this? Why am I this job so much? Mm -hmm. It wasn't the coworkers. They were all great people. It was it was a little bit of like the parking, the location, the sure. you know, stuff. But I think it was just timing and having mm. little children and then going to work and taking care of very sick children. Yeah, and just thinking of all the worst case scenarios for your own kids yes. all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. It was so, so challenging. And I, I, I remember looking around at everybody else who was loving their job. And I'm like, why am I loving this? Like, this is so crazy. And then actually I went to the doctor because I thought I'm, I must be anemic, but it must be mm -hmm. something. And the doctor just kind of looked at me and she goes, you know, like what else is going on? I, I, this nurse practitioner, mm. nurse practitioner, she had like a pivotal moment where she's like, no, I don't think it's your health. I think it's your job <laughs> and you wow. need to make a change. And I, I had, so I, I, bided my time because I do really believe in sure. not job jumping. Like I think, yeah. you know, when you take a job, you do need to give it a fair chance. They've invested a lot of money in you sure. to orient and all that. So I, I do look, you know, at resumes, you really don't want yeah. to have boom, 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 because that's not great. But I knew that this was not going to work for me, but I yeah. felt like I said, just so not a failure, but just like, so um, confused. Like, mm -hmm. why am I feeling yeah. like this? And then luckily I was scrapbooking with these people and somebody worked at another hospital and said, you know, with all your experience, you should go to the emergency department because that's a little bit of all of what I had done, critical mm -hmm. care, telemetry, you know, all that. And so I went to tour the, that ER where you and I met. Yay. I loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, could this be it? And I mean, I've been at that hospital 20 years now. Yeah. I always have itchy, like I always like changing jobs or, you know, uh -huh. kind of really challenging myself. But I think when I, when it was a fit, it felt you know it. so different. Yeah. yeah. And so I just, yeah, I feel like you really just have to listen to yourself. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. try, you know, night shift can be hard. So maybe mm -hmm. day shift, can be better, whatever, but some of it is just the fit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thank you for being so open about that. Cause I think, you know, um, I don't know that we're as honest, uh, with our colleagues and I, that we don't know super well about how we feel in a job. And like you said, like, am, is, am I a failure? Am I just a terrible nurse because I don't like working with peds? No, it's just, it just wasn't a good fit or it just wasn't the right time for you. And so listening to your gut and then also like that, I don't want to say like an intervention, but like what a kind of a little bit of a God moment that that was planted by that nurse practitioner to be open enough and, and feel safe and comfortable to be able to tell you that she didn't think it was this, it, probably your job. And for you to follow your intuition, it's like, okay, well, this already aligns with how I was feeling. So, you know, right. I trust that. Yeah. And just how your everything leads kind of to the next thing, even when we're in a tough place, it's building and it's just part of the path because it, it's not always going to be rough like that, I guess. Yeah. You know, and I actually, it's so interesting you say about that nurse practitioner. I remember 
talking to her and I was talking really fast because I was like, you know, I'm just here. I got my kids. I got to, I got to, you know, but here's what I think's going on. And she just like leaned back crossed, kind of crossed her arms and then just kind of exhaled. And then she goes, no, what else is going on? Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's like, um, no, no, nothing. I'm just, I'm really tired. <laughs> I can't get sleep and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, no, what else is going on? So if that had been a different doctor, right. a different who just ordered right. me some blood work and told me to take some iron, who knows, you know? Right. Oh my gosh. It's hard to even imagine because your whole yeah. life would be different now. Oh yeah, totally. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. And, um, and then, so for, for me, I mean, we, you said you've been working at that organization for 20 years and you mentored me when I was in nursing school and, and we worked in the same ER and you've always just been, um, such a beacon of positivity, even on your rough days. Cause I know you're going to say, I'm not always positive, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that you've always had such a positive disposition that even when it's like the, you know, what's hitting the fan and the ER and we've had a really rough day, like you still can find a way to like inspire people. And, and I'm dragging you with me, we are coming, you know? And, and so I just really always appreciated your ability to um, stay calm in situations and also give, you know, me and others the support that we needed to help get through our, our crazy shifts in life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you for saying that. No, I, I, um, you know, I definitely feel like if we can remember why we're there, Mm -hmm. you know, like chaos is very hard to keep your mind, you know, keep your head, but when you look at the people and you think about like that for nursing, for me, it really is about making people feel safe Mm -hmm. and like you've you've got them like I've got mm-hmm. this okay we're going to be okay and sometimes you know people patients are you know escalating or or maybe they're really uh scared they're really really yeah. scared you can be the person to be like no I think we're okay here you know let's take let's take a step back look, let's look yeah. at look, your heart rate's all right but your blood pressure's okay everything's going to be okay we're here we got you yeah um, and that feeling of having the power to really yeah. change the tone of a situation and just kind of cool it down. And so much is based on fear and the unknown and uh, out of people are out of control, yeah. you know, so you just, just, it's a, I just love that feeling when you can walk into a room and in just a few minutes, just calm everybody right down with yeah. the right information, you know, because yes. you need, you're listening, you're answering questions, yeah. you know, providing some sense of security. And then mm-hmm. once you pull everybody down, then, then you can actually enjoy yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's not just applicable to bedside because you've been a, a nurse manager of an ER, you work at quality department. Like there are, you've done so many different roles and you've been able to bring that same calming to those spaces too. So I think that's cool. Like, I mean, you're, you're just even a, even in a bedside role, would we don't, traditionally think of them as nursing leaders in a bedside, but that's not true at all. Like you're a leader, you, you know, as a nurse, that is part of our job is to really be there for people and, and lead them. And um, you're just such a great example of that. Oh, thanks, Jen. Mm-hmm. I know I miss working with you. We had some, <laughs> some, oh my gosh. I think the thing I love about working with you is our, um, we both have the same vision for process improvement. Uh, like when you a problem, there's a way to fix this yeah. problem. That's true. Clearly, we need to have standard work. We need to change yeah. the standard work. Like yeah. we both have the same, like 
uh, drive. And I also feel like, you know, it takes such energy to stick mm-hmm. with projects. To mm-hmm. see and most people, many people love the planning part, the implementation and the sustaining and the, yeah. the rework and the ability to recognize when, okay, our plan didn't work. We're going to let's come up with a new plan. Yeah. I kind of feel like you and I would just like bounce off each other. Yeah. Actually, as I'm talking right now, it's like, I want to do that again. Cause we have yeah. so <laughs> no. you know, projects that we worked on together and, yeah. you know, it was like inspiring each other. And I yeah. think the other thing that is fun is when it's almost like improv where yes. Mm. And, and it's yeah. kind of like that with process improvement and projects yeah. like that's a great idea and we can do this or you know and then you just start bouncing off each other yeah and it's not very common that it's not very often that you find somebody that gets you like that yeah. and and is excited for you to succeed yeah. excited for your plan to work or how can I make your plan even better you know yeah not being afraid to like you know, share spotlight or share, yeah. you know, accolades or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, I miss it, Jen. So fun. So fun. fun. Yeah. And that's, I think you're, you know, you've always been one of my work besties because it's, um, and, and outside of work too, but yeah. I think it's great. Cause like you said, we do work really well together and it's fun when you can find someone like that. And it, it is, it is work though, you know, I mean, you have to, we haven't worked together in many years. And so it is maintaining those friendships and, and connections and stuff like that. And I think even, you know, if you're new to an organization, you, you still have to work to find friends and it's harder as you get older, um, but putting yourself out there and, and sharing ideas and, and sharing frustrations, because that's how improvements get made. If, if, if we don't know about problems, we can't help solve them. And so um, I think it, it just takes putting yourself out there a little bit and, um, and having people that are um, open to that too. And uh, I think we've always, both of us are usually pretty, um, well, we just, we're kind of always loving on people and, like, and they're kind of like the party people were like, okay, you know, chatting and everything. And it's fun to have those people in your department. And I, um, it's good that I think some of that's coming back. I felt like with COVID, Um, we didn't have that socialization aspect. And so it was like, you just came in, you put your head down, you worked really hard, you were isolated, exhausted, burned out. And then you didn't have the release of being able to connect with people outside of work. And, um, and I think it's really contributed to some, some really rough spaces for our nurses and, and in the organization. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Great point. That is such a great point. And I was just having coffee with um a new nurse brand new nurse mm. um, no but I won't say her name um <laughs> we were talking about uh you know she's a little bit nervous about starting yeah. on night shift and you know you can have rough tough shifts busy shifts mm-hmm. but at the end of the shift if everybody has worked together you mm-hmm. actually feeling great you know mm-hmm. it's like a terrible, terrible shift lots of bad things went wrong but we worked together we had each other's yeah. back let's go get a mimosa because yeah yeah there's you know not every hard shift has to be a bad shift right it can be challenging and but somehow you find that it was like whew like we got through it we got through it together we you know that's where I think when you are bumping up onto barriers Mm -hmm. that shift difficult yeah that's where we have to analyze like what 
barrier was so frustrating and just made yeah. this trip so difficult. And then, you know, take down those barriers or be part of that improvement to get rid yep. of those things that made it so challenging. And then, you know, it can be lots of fun. And yeah. I think that, you know, people don't mind being busy. It's just mm-hmm. when you're not getting the right support for mm-hmm. the business, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh I think that's a big thing. And I and I'm excited for her. I was telling her, like, you are going to make friends and you have to say yes again, just mm-hmm. kind of it's awkward it. and uncomfortable, but just yes. yeah, get put yourself out there. Yeah. And then if somebody asks you to go for breakfast after work, if you really can do just say, Yeah, yeah. sure, sounds good. And then those things start building upon each other. And yeah. then having your friends understand your work life, your work mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I think that's where, you know, we have a, um, a brotherhood, sisterhood um, in nursing, because even if you've, you know, we've both been away from the bedside for a while and you still have that camaraderie though, you know, with, with a nurse, regardless of what phase of their career they're in, because um, you get it. And I, I think it's as much as our, our families are supportive, um, it's just not the same. If you, if there's somebody that has not been in the trenches like that. And so I think it's, um, it's critical to have somebody to talk to that gets it. Mm -hmm. I remember going out for breakfast one morning after a terrible night shift. Mm -hmm. I think you had to hear about the Epic Go Live. I think it was the Epic Go Live and oh my God, it was so rough. And we all went out for breakfast and we really forced everybody to come with us. Good. had 12 or 14 people at breakfast yeah. and everybody ordered an alcoholic beverage which you know, <laughs> like we're like drive, but a few people were ordering doubles and we're just like okay. and then everybody's just sitting kind of quiet and then somebody told a funny thing that had happened kind of in the middle of the shift and everybody <laughs> roared laughing it was like somebody popped a balloon it was just yeah. like boom oh my god and then we just yeah from that moment on it was light and relaxed yeah and yeah that relief home went to bed came back again for another Put night shift. Over. but if we hadn't if we had said no to the breakfast like I'm just too tired I need to get home um I'm just gonna go home and go to bed then you would have woke up still feeling yes. like go I don't want to go back well instead we all walked back into work kind of like laughing about yes. this breakfast that had been so funny and so here we go again you know this is yeah. what we do a weird job that we have but it's it's amazing beautiful beautiful yeah. I love that thank you for sharing that it's awesome yeah oh, okay what other advice would you have for somebody that is um having a tough time um maybe trying to decide if they're in the right job and we touched on a little bit of this um, or they're not sure that they're um, in the right specialty. Um, do you have any other suggestions you can build on for that? Yeah, I think there are so many nuances to uh, enjoying your shift or joy, enjoying your job. Mm-hmm. And it is the location of your work, the mm-hmm. type of your work, who your coworkers are, the shift you're on, and then those other yeah. maybe elements that you can't control, like yeah. parking, your commute all those other pieces. So I think it's so important to figure out what part of it is challenging for you. And, you know, I mean, in that one job that I struggled with, I had a long commute. I hated the parking. So by the time I actually got to the shift, I was already already frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. And so in your life where, you know, actually back when I first got to Modesto, I'd worked a year 
in living in Modesto. And then my husband and I got a place in Fremont and I was commuting from Fremont to Modesto for 12 hours. It was terrible, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it because I loved my job. I was in my early twenties. I had energy. I didn't hate it. It worked. And, and I knew that it was all on a mission to get myself to finishing a contract. That's another important thing. I think if you've committed to something, you sure resume purposes. Oh, and never forget that healthcare is a very, very small world. It is. Don't burn any bridges. Don't burn bridges because somebody somewhere is going to know your name and remember you. And I knew that. And I did, I wanted to complete my contract in Modesto a hundred percent and then move my life to San Jose, which I'm very proud of. I'm so glad that I did that. But at that moment in my life, the commute wasn't a problem. Well, at this new moment in my life, it was a big problem. And so I don't think commuting is always bad. It just right. is where you're at. Yeah. And then I, I think that if you, once you've sort of sorted out the problems, I think being completely open and honest with your manager mm-hmm. about things you're struggling with, because it may just be just a shift of, of a viewpoint, or right. maybe literally is a shift of shifts, <laughs> you know, oh, like shift, different vibe, you know, yes. everybody has it's each shift is its own little culture within its own culture of a unit and culture of a hospital. So yes. it can be very different from space to space. Um, yeah. So I always say, I mean, and then if you honest, this is a great uh, opportunity for your manager to listen mm-hmm. and see if there's, you know, kind of get a little bit more to the root of the problem. Cause it may be that many people are feeling what you're feeling. Sure. There's, a, there's something bigger that needs to be yep. taken care of. Yeah. And if your manager isn't responsive to that, then you really probably are not in the right job. Right. Because oh, you want for a manager who can. Yeah. Wants you to, that's one thing I love opportunity to make people love their work. Yeah. And I think that's, Work-life balance is huge in the fact that when you come to work, you should feel good about your work. You should work hard. Everybody knows that, you know, nursing's hard. Work hard, but then go home and feel proud of the work you've done and enjoy the other parts of your life. Um, You know, if your schedule really isn't working for you, let's, let's look at it. Let's find find a way. way. Yeah. You know, and yeah. So I kind of feel like if you are, if all those things and you still are not feeling it, Mm -hmm. then it may be that this isn't the right position yeah, yeah, or even the right organization. Cause like you sure. said, sometimes the culture of the organization isn't healthy yeah. and you know, Oh, I don't know. I think there's so many elements to it. Like you'll there see really people, are, you know, and, money of course, and, and mm-hmm. shift. Do I want an eight hour shift? Do I want a 12 hour shift? Um, sometimes you're sacrificing great colleagues for a great shift. And that has, you know, it's, there's so many choices that's so hard you know you touched on work-life balance and I think you um you do a good job of of having outside of work activities and I and I've learned how critical that is is to have things outside of work that fill you up because Mm. you might not necessarily be able to get that at work and so but you need to come with a full tank so to speak so that you can freely give that care and love and support that you need to be giving in your nursing job, but you can't always get fulfilled, um, you know, by your patients or by your work. So tell me about some of the, um, the outside work, uh, self-care type activities that you do. 
I have always exercised, not crazy exercise. Like I don't, I, you know, in my life I've joined gyms and stuff, but mostly yeah. just like walking, running. I love signing up for runs and mm-hmm. kind of doing you know, 10 Ks or halves because half marathons mm-hmm. are kind of prepped for and they don't, they don't totally kill you. I've never done a full marathon and I have no intention of doing that. <laughs> I don't need that level of commitment, but just having their fun things. Um, I think that's really important. And I've always tried to have um, some things that are maybe not artistic, but like something that's a little bit more um, a different part of your brain, you know, right so like, the creative, yeah, the art, exactly. art, yeah. 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 So I play piano, but I'm, I've not taken lessons. I just kind of self teach oh, myself cool. and play if I feel not all the time, just sometimes um, I do a lot of uh, storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, Capital Storytelling is a great organization and that's really fun and it's something different, but I do feel like I'll get antsy and then socializing. I love dinner with friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so like almost once a week, I will have a dinner or something after work or, or maybe not once a week, but you know, just things yeah. where you're so amazing. I love it. And yeah. I think, and that takes, like you said, we're planner people. And sometimes if you haven't heard from your friends, it's mm-hmm. not that they, they are doing things with other people. They probably aren't doing anything either. Yeah. And it's so interesting when you reach out and most of the time your friends are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that. But it takes somebody it to does. make the plan, put it on the calendar. It can be yep. as simple as I'll see you at Cheesecake Factory next Wednesday, five Perfect. o'clock. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's always been really important to me. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And I've learned that about myself too, is like, I both need to be around and connected with people. But then I also need to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself because mm-hmm. I learned that I suck up other people's emotions and energy and it, it gets, it, it starts to wear me down. And um, so that's something really important I've learned on my journey is that it's, I have to be around people, but yet I also need solitude and I, and I need to take care of myself too, so that I can be really with somebody when I'm with them. And I love that. Yes, that's such a good point. And then I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that, where oh. you know, the um, sleep and food, oh yeah, and, um, all that stuff. Like True. I think sometimes people come to work, you know, on the heels of running a bunch of errands or something like that, and it's like, mm-hmm. ah, you know, I don't know how you do that because I need to, you know, work's going to take it all. I, I know it's mm-hmm. going to take all of me, so I'm not going to plan anything before right. work because then I'm not going to be able to give it all yeah. at work. Yeah. You're coming in stressed out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I used to actually, when I used to come in for night shift years and years ago, I had this one song I would listen to on the, Mm. you know, I had a CD. I'm not gonna tell you the song because it's kind of embarrassing, but (laughs) the same song that I listened to every time I drove into work to like separate, like to let home go Mm. myself. Um, really that reminding myself of my sense of purpose, like why am I coming here today? And then walking through the doors, ready to work. I and love that. Knowing a transition of some sort or something that mm-hmm. gets you focused. I, I, I definitely think that's a, a mis- not a mistake, but a problem is like, I think sometimes people don't give enough um, credit to how much the job requires. Takes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, yeah. it's a hard job. It's, yeah. It is a very hard job. But if you align everything... Um, and then 
you know, back in the day, you didn't have cell phones and stuff in your pockets and things. And people, right. if, if your family had to call you, they had to call the nursing station and mm-hmm. every you were getting a call from home. So you said, don't call me. <laughs> really emergency. <laughs> really don't call me. But I think that that's actually a problem now is that we're kind of like texted and touched base with yeah. throughout our workday with all this little other stuff, you know? And it's True. like, if, we, if all that can wait, don't interrupt me. I'm in the zone. Yeah. I gotta be yeah. in the zone when I'm here. And yeah. I think one of those things that um, we, as a nursing culture, need yeah. to kind of back to is like being 100% in when you're in. Right, right. Everything is very mixed right now. And so it's just like, not only are you stressed out about getting a med delivered on time or a patient crashing, You've also got your kid going, I forgot my lunch and, yes. or like, yes. you know, can I, can you pick me up from Sandy's house later? I mean, like it, it, there's always like something you're, you're putting out fires both at work and in personal life too. And it, it, it is, it adds a whole nother layer of stress for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did can you I, have if, a, um, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask if you, cause I love your pre-shift. Did you have an after shift where you kind of like let your shift go so that you could be home and present there. Mm, I never had too much trouble leaving work at work when I would drive away from work. Okay. Um, that was one hard thing for me as a manager was mm-hmm. getting the calls like in the, in the middle of the night or on the weekends. Yeah. I found that very distressing because as you say, you just kind of worry about people. And okay. so as soon as I would get a call at two in the morning, well, I probably wasn't going to go back to sleep because now I'm worried yeah. about people. Right. And um, so that part was very hard for me. And that was about maybe about three and a half years of my, yeah that I did that. And that's the part that I couldn't turn it off. But when I'm doing right. bedside work or some of my other positions that I've had, where when the day's over, you're sort of you're off. off. Yeah. And you're usually pretty good at that. Although I remember yeah. one time I came home from night shift and I, the kids were little, like maybe five or five and six and seven years old kind of age. And I had leftover pasta from the day before that I just was super looking forward to because it was delicious. And I'd had kind of a rough shift and I got home and it was a Saturday or a Sunday morning. So the house was still quiet. Everybody was sleeping. I heated up my pasta and then I opened a beer and I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, eating pasta, drinking a beer. And then the kids get up and they come through and I can see them. They're like, they're like, hi, mom. And I'm like, (laughs) drink my beer finishing and then I go to bed and then my husband gets up and then later I later in the day I wake up from my sleep and he's like mm, did you have a rough night last night and I'm like yeah it was kind of hard why and he goes kids said you were having a beer for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like it wasn't breakfast it was it's in perspective right yeah like <laughs> that's like, so funny thought, oh my god mom's having a beer for breakfast it must have been a really bad night we better be quiet while she's sleeping <laughs> <laughs> oh but man it's yeah it's like sometimes you just have to have these you know things that kind of like you say sort of turn it off yeah and, yeah you know, yeah I used, I you know I used to when I was a day shift person, I, I would always come home, put my feet in the pool. Oh, know, yeah. before, but I had a pool at the time and uh-huh. it was a signal to me. So, I mean, you're right. There's um, something days over. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, we've got just a few minutes left. I want to see if there's anything else you want to add in the conversation today. Um, I think I, today, listening to you mention about 
how, I mean, I know COVID was very, very hard for nursing mm -hmm. at the bed or like mm -hmm. taking care of right. and along with your own personal family members getting sick mm -hmm. and, and all that. But I didn't really put two and two together with the socializing mm -hmm. of how we lost that. And in fact, you're right. We didn't want the nurses to hang out because we didn't want them to get each other sick yes. outside of work. And yes. I think I don't think I really put that together of the impact for that and how important it'll be now for us to mm -hmm. teach new nurses coming in, mm -hmm. to make friends and plan yeah. social things. And yeah. I didn't, yeah, I think that I've yeah. had a little, I, I, I am, I'm glad because I think that it's something I'm starting to talk about more just because I, as a nurse educator and the role that I've been in for many years, but that's the, the thing I see is these nurses are coming out of school and not as much in this last year, but in 2020, 2021, I mean, not only were their clinicals cut short, usually in some capacity. So they didn't get the hands-on experience of how to be mm -hmm. a nurse. They learned on a mannequin or on a computer, and then they're thrown into an environment that is not what normal nursing is. Mm -hmm. And they don't have that social support of potlucks and baby showers and nightcaps and daycaps and you know, like all those things that, that like make you feel part of a team and supported and like you are not doing a terrible job as a new nurse and and so those those nurses that came in new in 2020 and 2021 a lot of them not only left their various organizations or have you know tried different roles and stuff but a lot of them have actually left the profession of nursing completely they barely got started as a nurse and, and then left and it's just heartbreaking. And it is heartbreaking. so that that's an area that, um, you know, I really am trying to bring awareness to and like creating creative, fun, social things and just trying to do more of that to connect us because I just, I feel like that a lot of that was lost during COVID and um, it's, it's hard, it's hard. Yeah. I don't know if I'm losing my internet a little bit, if you can still see me. Um, yeah. But uh, I think that that's what you just said also is the organization can't necessarily fix that themselves. And this comes back to individuals making yeah. a plan, inviting yeah. people, including yeah. everybody. When you see a colleague who is just not connecting, mm -hmm. try to find personal thing that yeah. you have in common with them um just making everybody feel part of the team yeah. it's so important it is it is well it's been awesome talking with you today barb thank you so much thank you for inviting me jen i'm so You're proud welcome. of you <laughs> thank you